This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 12, Stillness. We're over the moon about what's about to happen in this episode, friends. I'm Becky Higgins, and with me is my friend and co-host, Becky Proudfit. Hi, friends. This is a seriously special occasion. I can hardly even stand it. I am so, so, so excited. It's been a while since, I mean, given the whole history of the podcast and all, since, you know, we've been many, many, many episodes into this, but this is the most excited I think both of us have felt about... Mm-hmm. what's about to happen. It's been pretty special. Yes. We not only have Hillary Weeks as our very special guest, but she is also this week's sponsor. We are all so busy, but it is an absolute necessity to find regular moments of stillness in our life. It's not easy to do, and it's a challenge we all struggle with, but those moments, when we can find them, strengthen and empower us. In today's episode, Hillary Weeks is going to help you find those moments of stillness in a way that will allow you to do so without feeling guilty or selfish for taking time for yourself. Instead, you will feel inspired, uplifted, and ready to live more deliberately. Hillary has written 12 brand new songs. Each song was written with the intent to help you and I feel loved and encouraged. Each song is meant to inspire us and help us to be powerful, directed women who fulfill our purposes in life. But instead of putting all those songs on a CD or throwing them on iTunes, Hillary created something that goes a bit deeper. She's created Live All In, a monthly toolkit for fully embracing life. When you join Live All In, each month on the first of the month, you will receive an original song from Hillary that isn't available anywhere else, an instrumental track of the song, the sheet music, beautifully designed lyrics, a printable meme featuring a line from the song that you can hang in your home, a special monthly surprise like a music video or ringtone, and most importantly, each toolkit comes with a song study, basically questions questions and quotes for you to go deeper into the message of the song and really center on what matters most. When the link to the toolkit arrives in your email each month, you'll have a built-in reminder and an excuse to sit down, listen to the song, answer the questions, and take those messages into your mind and heart. At the end of 2019, you will have collected a full CD worth of songs, and not only the songs, but all of the other pieces of the toolkit for each month that give you an opportunity to deliberately focus and be centered on God. And of course, you know that we have a special opportunity for Cultivate a Good Life listeners. Go to liveallintoday.com and purchase an annual plan with the coupon code BECKY15. That will give you 15% off whether you'll be giving Live All In as a gift or giving yourself the gift of deliberate stillness each month. Welcome, Hillary. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. This is an honor. I really don't even know what to say. Honor is not even the correct word. Seriously, not even the correct word. Actually, is there a word that's better than honor? Well, What's neither of you saluted or bowed, so that's oh. awkward. Yeah, if it's yeah. should we be awkward and I, bow to now? <laughs> I feel comfortable with that, so yes, I say yes. Oh, it's how we feel inside. Yes, like, come to think of it, my kids don't either. Oh, what? yeah, no, rude. Yeah, seriously, we'll have a talk. With we, them I was gonna really. say, we can just definitely chat with them mm-hmm. yeah. when we head out of here because we actually happen to be recording 
and no other place than Hillary's bedroom. That's oh, where we are. I'm actually inviting myself to spend the night. <laughs> so I hope you're okay. With that. She might have appreciated sure. the heads up on that. Well, let's just uh, uh, take a moment to be a little bit more proper in our introduction. In case many of you or some of you don't know who Hillary is, Hillary is a singer, songwriter, and inspirational speaker. But honestly, at least for Becky and I, it's pretty hard to sum her up like that because she is someone that has had a much more deep personal effect on both of us. Yes. And a lot of people, like a gajillion people around the world through her music, through her sharing, through her speaker speaking, and it holds a really, her work and who she is holds a very special place in our hearts. So. For sure. She does. And I've actually met Hillary a few times. She didn't know I that. know she's probably <laughs> thought about me many, many times um, since our last meeting. No, probably not. But I've been a huge Hillary Weeks fan. And let me tell you why. When I was a young adult, um, I know I've talked before about the fact that I work for Disney, but I had kind of a life-changing experience um, when I was down there. And um, I joined a church and really became dedicated to the gospel. And it was such an amazing time in my life, but it was also kind of an isolating time. And I felt really alone and there was some negative feedback and pushback that I got. And I moved across the country, um, essentially by myself to kind of start over. Mm -hmm. And I would go for walks when I just didn't know what else to do. I would just go walk, um, down the street in the mountains Mm -hmm. and I would listen to music and, a friend had made me kind of a mix CD of artists that they thought would be really uplifting to me. And a good friend right there. The best. And I didn't even know who Hillary Weeks was at the time, but I listened to her music. Mm -hmm. And every time I did, I would just feel peace Mm -hmm. and I would feel the spirit and I would just know that everything was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of my first introduction, but her music since... Mm-hmm. Uh, just every phase of my life, I feel like I can mark it with, with her, with her songs. You it's such inspired can. and beautiful messages. Yeah. I just love it. Mm-hmm. I know. Thank I really you. love it. And because we're not done just, you know, oozing all the Ooze love away, on Beck. her. We just want to embarrass her as much as <laughs> possible while we're here. Um, just short and sweet. It's not even really a story. It's a, it's a phase of my life, which was my teenage years where, I don't remember having something deeply challenging per se, but your song specifically, He Hears Me, which is probably one of your earlier songs. I don't know the chronology of your career really detailed. And so, but for me, I I don't know of another song that is faith-based that I have sung more times out loud or in my head than He Hears Me because it is truth. And I think that's part, your, your music and those lyrics help to instill in me exactly what I've always felt and known, but that, um, it articulates. Yes. It, it just articulates it the things you're feeling yes. and helps you to identify mm-hmm. what really is going on. Right. And, and in times of not being totally certain or sure about whatever's going on, it is the assurance that I have needed when I pull that song out of the the banks of my memory. It's well, just you girls incredible. sure know how to make a, a gal feel like <laughs> well, a million we could tell, bucks. We could, this whole episode could be you. on story. That was Hillary just stories. my young adult life. <laughs> right. you do, we're going to be here for six we're hours, by decade. Yeah, yeah exactly. Every half decade, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole reason why I write that music. Mm. It, you know, there's so much good music out there. It's yeah. very entertaining. And we can turn on in the car and we can... 
bob our heads and snap our fingers to, and we can play at the school dance, and we need that kind of music. It's so important. We need happy, good, uplifting music like that that we can listen to on the radio. But we also need the music that needs is the backdrop when Mm -hmm. life is falling apart, Mm -hmm. when we're not sure if God hears us, when we're not sure we have the answers or how to move forward. We've got to have the kind of music that we can turn to that, like you said, expresses the heartache that's inside of us Mm -hmm. and somehow that makes us feel like we're understood Mm, that's exactly why I write the kind of music I write and of course they're not all sappy sad songs that we can cry to although those are you can guarantee there are going to be those songs (laughs) on my Mm -hmm. CDs but there's also the happy supportive celebratory Mm -hmm. kind of songs as well well there's a common thread and every piece of you probably know this but I'm just gonna say it because it's what it's what I feel um every single song regardless of the feeling of it you know and if it's a little bit more upbeat or if it's more somber or whatever is you will feel you will feel feel something yes you're Mm -hmm. gonna feel something and when Mm -hmm. we feel things like that however somebody might want to identify that you are connecting more to who you are and your purpose there's mm-hmm. something really incredibly important and special about that. So thanks times a quadrillion on behalf uh, of all of our listeners also who humanity. know you. I yes. mean, your, your work is incredible. Let's lighten things up a little bit. I know. <laughs> Tell us some of the fun things about Hillary Weeks that we may not know. Okay. I have four daughters. Okay. No boys. Um, in fact, when we had the ultrasound for our fourth daughter... I was really hoping they would say a boy. I wanted sure. to see what it was like to have both. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, I had heard a girl name that I really liked. And I thought, well, if it's not a, a boy, at least I have a girl name. So when I did find out that it was a fourth girl, I'm like, well, at least I have the name. <laughs> it makes that easy. But, you know, I don't have boys, so I don't know what I'm missing out yeah. on. But I'll sure. tell you, being a mom of all girls yeah. is awesome. Aww. We have so much fun together. I feel like I'm raising my best friends. Mm. Oh, that's so awesome. Mm. That's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My oldest is 24. My youngest is 14. Okay. So they really <gasps> I are... have a 14-year-old boy. Oh, let's oh, just get that okay, arranged right now. Yes. <laughs> it's done deal. Oh. Yeah. I feel um, really good about that. Okay. <laughs> so it's really fun. They're at those ages where we really love... It's mm. not about diapers and sippy yeah. cups. It's really about connecting with them yeah. and I love it. It's super fun. Love and they become girls. more of who they are the older they get. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's really I like the way you put that too because I hope I think we would all hope to feel that way about raising our children is that we're raising yeah. who would be our best friends. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. What else about you? How long have you guys been married? Twenty six years wow. we've been married. Bravo. And I gave that answer really quick because I figured out before I came on the podcast. Oh, that was <laughs> like, I can't be all fumbling yeah. around about how long I've been married. Because we all know that we have to pause and do the math in our head before we yeah. answer a question like that. I know. I forget how old I am We had a big anniversary this year. So this year I know. This year you're good. What's a big anniversary? 15. So we're at 15 this year. Like all of the the decades and the half decades. Right. Those are the big ones. Right. You know what's big? Every year. Every year that you can reach another year in a marriage. Amen. A a marriage and a relationship that takes work and effort and you put everything that you are into it. What episode am I referring to? Six. Episode six, guys. If you haven't listened to it, that's Hillary. That one's a good one. Okay. You guys probably don't need it. But I think everybody needs it though, because really episode six is about just the congratulatory, like pat on the back of Mm -hmm. 
we're all just making our marriages better. There is no relationship I am more proud of in my life than my relationship with my husband because we've worked so, so hard at it and it's yeah. just so rewarding. That's why too. every year matters. Yeah, it does. You make You're it right. Through, yeah. What else about yeah, and you? And thank you for saying that because oh, I yeah. want to make sure we touch on that what? in this episode oh, we will. of stillness and marriage and some really good uh, advice for that. And yeah. how stillness isn't just a personal thing no is that what you're getting at mm-hmm, i right. can't even wait we're gonna we're diving in soon but i gotta know a little bit more about hillary okay. got a little a little bit i grew more. up in alaska yeah okay yes i loved growing up there it's such a beautiful place to live and to be mm. but now that i've been exposed to what we call the lower 48 people yeah. from alaska have you heard that term yeah, i haven't i watched I mean, alaska the last frontier oh. so yes oh I okay <laughs> I really like that show. It's kind of my Sunday night I've never night actually heard of the show either. You guys, I'm not socially relevant most okay. of the time. I don't know of all the shows. So we're I'll the lower 48. Up. Yeah. Okay. Everybody down here at the lower 48. Um, so now that I live in the lower 48, yeah. Yeah. and I know the difference, I know that you can have four seasons, and I know mm-hmm. that you ha- don't have to have complete darkness in the winter, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be cold all the time. Because even in the summertime, it is cold. We I didn't own a pair of shorts growing up. Oh, that makes There's sense. There's no air conditioning in your no. house. There's mm-hmm. no air conditioning in your cars. You yeah. don't need it. Yeah. So now, excuse me, now that I know the difference, I I love Alaska, but I'm glad that I don't actually sure. live, live there. there. Yeah. yeah. But it was your upbringing, your background. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I yeah. yeah, I loved it. That's yeah. great. For sure. What was your favorite thing to do as a kid? Like extracurricular activities, sports? hobbies i really as cliche as this sounds i loved playing the piano oh i loved just sitting in the living room playing the piano so that's your life like from a young age that started early for you it did okay it started early i started piano lessons when i was eight wrote my first song when i was 14 because a friend of mine wrote a poem about friendship and so i thought i would write i would put it to music i have no idea what happened to it or where it is probably for the best (laughs) i have okay hillary i'm gonna totally put you on the spot and i have a parenting question because i'm gonna really sell my 14 year old son because this marriage has to happen (laughs) um, so my 14 year old actually is a piano player and he just really loves it but sometimes in our house um he would play the piano all day all night just loves it it tends to cause a little contention with some other siblings mm. about the noise level with the piano. Mm-hmm. Do you have any like helpful hints? What do I do? Because I want to totally support his That's love a great question. of that music. Is a good question. Yeah. But it's, you know, there's yeah. a lot of like, stop, I just want to read a book. Yeah. 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 There are pianos that have headphones that plug in and only the so person can So the electric can. one. And that's well, okay. No, it's not even an electric piano. It's what? not a keyboard. It's an actual piano and you can plug in. But plug that's going to be an expensive solution. So let's talk about easier ones. Um, let's see. I w- I've often thought back to that like when, mm-hmm. when my, I was playing the piano incessantly. Or nowadays when I write a song, you play the song over and over oh, I and bet. over yeah. and over. To get it right, to figure out the lyrics, to figure mm-hmm. out the chords. I remember one day I was um, doing just that, playing something over and over, and my husband got up from his desk, shut his study doors, uh-huh. the doors to his study, <laughs> right. and he was, he was done. He was done listening to it, and uh-huh. I still tease him about it. I don't know. Put doors in. Put in a soundproof room in your house. That's a good solution. Um, I have a solution. Oh, okay. I have a thought. I'm not hear. Hillary, but can I chime in with a thought? No, I only want. I'm just kidding. Of course. <laughs> um, this is really off topic, girl. I'm sorry. It just popped into my head, and I, I really okay. needed. 
Well, I'm a big advocate. I think you guys are too, but I'm a big advocate of counseling together with your family for any sort of thing. Maybe that is worth counseling together about where we want to support him and it's a great thing that he's doing, but we want to find the balance so that other people don't find annoyance in it. So maybe just letting everyone come around the table, figuratively speaking, and just talk about it and talk about what the right balance is so that when Mm -hmm. he is playing... Everyone is on the same page that it's okay and let's support him in that, but that he would kind of understand that maybe some limits would be for the greater good of peace in the home. And that's cheaper than a soundproof That's room. what I'm right. thinking. So, that's what I'm thinking. Although thought. I like your suggestions as well. And the headphones would be, I, I can't do anything that I need to do that requires listening. We know this. Like when you, I make, yeah. well, there's multitasking and there's also like, I like to make videos on my iPhone with iMovie. Like that's a thing. That's an episode for another day. But when I do that, you have to watch the clips over and over and edit and do this and do that. And I cannot do that with anyone else listening mm-hmm. over my shoulder because I know how repetitive and ridiculous it sounds. So headphones for the win, but yeah, maybe think- counsel together. Yeah, and I bet that advice probably can apply in lots of situations, or not all just of piano them. playing, oh. dancing, cooking, oh. mom oh. singing, any of the above, really. <laughs> not that you're speaking from personal experience. Absolutely not. <laughs> but Hillary, I know. heard once that you did a songwriting class in college. Oh, I took is a that, songwriting class? Is that what class? it is? Yeah, 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 yeah you yeah. took one. And I'm sure you excelled. Well, actually, to, to, to be honest with you, that song that you mentioned at the beginning called He Hears Me, yes. mm-hmm. I that's the song I wrote in that class. And I was like, this is a good one. It I, is a good one. I'm telling it. you, it's exceptional. And I got I a had C no idea. in songwriting. Oh, d- he, who, yeah. Whoever that yeah. professor was probably feels a little little <laughs> foolish now because that, that is an A-plus winner that's what right I there. Thought. Wow. Dang it. I think like maybe millions of other people would agree with you maybe that it's an A-plus. many millions. Well, let that just be a listen to us that we have to believe in ourselves right yeah and just if we think we've done something good mm-hmm. just go with it and yeah yeah some of um wow. our listeners who have been following my career for um a while know that I got a d in photography oh. and I love to share that story I love to share stories of what we say with air quotes failures mm-hmm. or learning experiences because you're exactly right when we know that we are supposed to do something that we are supposed to do it doesn't matter what the grade in the class is it doesn't matter what anyone else says when we know, we know. And you are living proof of that. And I did not know that story, by the way. No clue. Mm-mm. That that's where that song came from. That's incredible. That's really cool. I know. All right. Well, let's go into the topic at hand. I, we knew that this was going to be a long one. I know. <laughs> we don't want to hold back. We're not going to edit uh, yeah. any of this out. Because you need to Hillary. push pause and do something else and come back. That's go even for it, fun. But- Yeah, but we're going to talk about stillness. It's something that resonates with me personally. And so when I learned that you, Hillary, have um, really, really taken an emphasis on this on a professional level, I knew instantly that this must have meant something to you historically, personally. So as we talk about stillness... Really though, like, let's just break it down a little bit because what does stillness even mean? Yeah. Because sometimes when I think about stillness or you've talked about stillness and I hear it, I think like sitting in a room by myself doing nothing like just, <laughs> and that would be torture. That, could work. that would be torture for I me. I mean, that could work. For me, but what, okay. So what is stillness? So what is stillness? What is at yeah. the heart of it? What is stillness? And, and the beauty of it is I think we get to define it for ourselves. Yeah. What does it mean to you? Because if you don't want to sit in a room and just be quiet, Mm-hmm. where that might really appeal to someone else. Right. You, we get to all find what refills us and helps us to really connect with God 
connect with ourselves mm-hmm. and where yeah. are we at and things. So I think stillness could be um, any form of, of variety of things. It could be um, time reading God's word. Mm-hmm. It could be time listening to quiet music. Mm-hmm. It could be meditation. Yeah. Um, there's, and there's lots of forms of meditation. It could be a walk in nature. Uh, I just think whatever that each particular person defines yeah. it as, that's stillness. But I yeah. do think there are some things that help define it in terms of turn off the television, mm. right. turn off your phone, mm-hmm. don't grab your phone just because it's quiet. That's our first reaction is to pick it up and be yeah. mm-hmm. scrolling on our phones. So what I'm hearing you guys say, and I totally agree with this, is it's not necessarily um, filling up time or checking out, doing activities that help us to turn our brain off. It's finding the time to connect with ourselves to in essence turn our brains on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's to a allow good point. that time I like it. to I be like directed. That you're putting it that way, yes. And, and I think it is very elusive. And unless we're intentional about yeah. finding stillness and making moments like that, they're going to slip away from us. Our whole day is going to get filled up. Agree. And I do think we can get inspiration about our lives in the middle of our busy day. Yeah, we really can. We can be making hamburger helper, and an idea can come to our minds. Yeah. But I also think some of the most powerful moments are when we do take time for the quiet to pause. Yeah. And really listen and, and check in. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Is there? Do you have? Um, is this like a lifelong thing for you or is it something that you have just uncovered for yourself in more recent years? Like what's your background connection to stillness in your life? I think it is something that's inherent in me. I've always liked it. I'm a bit of an, um, I'm an extrovert and an introvert Mm -hmm. where I love to be by myself, but I also love to be with people. Mm -hmm. But from a very young age in Alaska, I would leave our house, go across the cul-de-sac, down the hill in between the neighbor's houses and up the other side of the hill where I could see Cook Inlet. It's a beautiful piece of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And I would just sit on that bluff surrounded by the trees and just think and just listen. And a lot of times it would be prayerful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would be just analyzing my life. Like, does that boy like me? Or why did I say that to my <laughs> sister? Or should yeah. I share clothes with her? Some of it is <laughs> figuring out our lives yeah. Yeah. And on the surface. And some of it was just really feeling like in those quiet moments, I could feel God's love. I could, mm-hmm. I could hear him. And I've gotten better and better at hearing him in those quiet moments. And that's been very important in my life. So I do crave that quiet time. Yeah. It's been, it has adjusted all through my life. When you're a teenager, yeah, you can walk out to the bluff. Nobody cares where you are walking off to. As long as your homework's done, your (laughs) mom doesn't care if you walk out there. Yeah. And now as women, we're just busier. So there's more coordinating to do Mm -hmm. in moments and in finding that time. And it's adjusted in, in, um, depending on the ages of my children or what my needs were. The goal is always the same, but how it looks is what's going to continue to change and evolve, right? I think that about so many different things in my life. And you said something that I resonate with a lot or that resonates with me. You said that you crave stillness the more that you've tried to make that a pattern. Mm -hmm. The reason I connect with that so much is because I think we can all say that about Mm -hmm. pretty much anything negative or positive. Yeah. And the more that I've tried to develop stillness as a pattern in my life, the more I just don't even feel complete without it. And your word craving it feels similar. It's just, I need that. I need to have it. I feel like I'm a better person because of it, a better version of myself Mm -hmm. because of it. 
So we, we know that and we get that. Why do you think so many of us um, struggle to find stillness in our lives? That is a great question and one which I posed to thousands of women. Mm. When it comes to being deliberate, when it comes to fully embracing life and being the best version of yourself, what is your biggest struggle? Mm-hmm. And as I read through hundreds of these answers, I thought, I relate to that. Mm-hmm. I relate to that. Yep, yeah. I would say that. It's things like, um, I don't feel worthy of taking time for myself. I feel yeah. guilty when I do. When I am done with the day-to-day tasks, there just isn't time left mm-hmm. for me. Or energy left, or honestly. Or energy mm-hmm. left. Some people yeah. said they don't even know where to start. Um, yeah. Some people have health concerns that stand in the way. Mm-hmm. There were so many answers that I felt like I could relate to all of them. Well, and one that probably is um, going to resonate with a lot of people who just don't have it as a pattern in their life really is, looks like what you were saying. Where do you even start? What does it, what does it even look like? Regardless of your, um, your background, your life experience, your religion, your anything, how do you even start with that? It, it's like Becky with the being alone in a quiet room. Mm-hmm. Like, is that what it is? Is that where I well, start? Because I is hear it... this um, in my current phase of life, mm-hmm. uh, I'm still kind of in the trenches, but um, my life is really full. Just, just getting my children to where they need to be on a daily basis for sporting activities, church events, school events. That is, I mean, we're putting 10 pounds of flour in a five pound sack. Seriously. And so part of that for us has, has been to sit down and say, okay, which activities have to go because we need to lessen the, the impact it has on our family. The hard part and the tricky part, and I imagine a lot of listeners would probably feel the same way is I feel an intense amount of guilt by, by limiting my kids or saying, no, you can't do this sport. Like I have something inside of me. It's, it's hard. It's hard to teach them kind of the better way. Mm -hmm. And so I imagine that guilt is probably a very real player. And as women, as moms, we want to do it all. We want to, you know, be the best we can be for our families, for our kids. And that sometimes we overwhelm ourselves and have unreal expectations for ourselves. Absolutely. And if we don't refill that bucket once in a while, mm-hmm. uh, oh, it's going to run dry. And yeah. if it's okay, I had a thought while we, while you were saying that, if we could, like, if I could just share three suggestions from the Bible. These are just three ideas or uh, examples of stillness. Perfect. I love it. Okay, yeah. so these are in Samuel. Okay, and what's happening just in a total nutshell is there's about to be a new king. His name is Saul, and he goes to meet a prophet whose name is Samuel. And Samuel, it says right in verse 26, they arose early in the spring of the day. Mm-hmm. So there's one thought. Could your still time be first thing in the morning? I say that at the same time I recognize that not everybody's a morning person mm-hmm. and morning might already be early enough and you can't do the spring of the day. Yeah. But there is really something special about a few minutes to have the house to yourself or quiet um, without all the hustle and bustle going on. So there is some power in arising early. Now, I, I would... 
be suggesting, could it be, could you get up 10 minutes early? Right. Mm -hmm. Not like, can you throw in an extra hour in the morning? Mm -hmm. Could you just have 10 minutes to create that kind of stillness in whatever way it looks like to you? Even if Mm -hmm. it is just sitting quietly on your couch or listening to a, a quiet instrumental song or prayer or something like that, just to regroup just before you start your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then well, here's, and oh, it ahead. lays the foundation. We all know this. I mean, anyone who's done anything like this, like developing a pattern that's early in the morning, whatever that is, whether you open your phone and go on Instagram and start scrolling or whether you take time to be still or whether you jump into your inbox right. or whether you ex- no matter what you do, that's going to create the, the, the tone, th- yeah, the theme, day. the mm-hmm. tone, the mood of your entire day. So what better way than to start your day with this. I love that suggestion. And the spring of the day or the arise early mm-hmm. might be after you get your kids out the door. Sure. Like you may not have time to do it before then, but I yeah. I think if we can find that those 10 minutes, it would be just so... And what that means to and you personally. what it means. Yeah. yeah. For me, and I'll just share this with you. So I am not a morning person. I shared in episode three, my experience with early morning radiation though, really has made me a morning person now, which I love. But that moment in the morning for me, um, really, and I was telling Becky earlier today, it happens when I get in the shower. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's really early in the morning. Sometimes it is, like you were saying, after I've gotten my kids off to school, but taking that time in the shower for me, it might seem silly, but that's the time when I can really focus. I pray in the shower all the time. Like that is my still quiet time to myself. Me too. And <laughs> I have to do it every day. Yes. So <laughs> it automatically carves out the time for me. There are so many interesting places I find time to pray and find stillness. And yeah. that's kind of one of the points that I would hope that we emphasize actually. And you've already talked about this is how individual that will look for everybody. It yeah. just looks different for everybody and there's no right or wrong way to do it. You really do have to identify what stillness looks like for you. And you bring up a really good point. Cause I think when you said the spring of the day, some people were probably like, well, hold on. <gasps> I'm already up at four 30. Yeah. I got four kids to take, you know, like it's just, it's different for everybody, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the very first thing and mm-hmm. with, and, and a full hour earlier, but it's something, right? And you could also interpret it as the first time you get a chance. Yeah. The first time right. you get a chance could be 9.30 at night once the kids are tucked in or the mm-hmm. things are done. Yeah. And it is that, maybe it is the bubble bath or mm-hmm. whatever it looks like. Another suggestion there from Saul in the scriptures, this is in Samuel chapter 9. Again, they're about to go off and start their day, but Saul says, Let's just stand still. He says, stand thou still a while. So what about standing still? Like the moment we get in our car, mm-hmm. what about, like just not turning the radio on all of a sudden? Or what if, what if yeah. it's a conversation with our kids? Or what if it's um, pausing before lunch and just having a prayer? What could we do just to stand still for just a moment? And then his third suggestion is um, the word of God. What a beautiful way to be still and to find stillness, to turn to the word of God, to take in his love through the scriptures, to learn more about ourselves as we read his word. That's a beautiful. So those are three Mm -hmm. beautiful suggestions. And if we have time today, I'd love to talk about what happens as a result of them doing those things because there's four things that oh happen. we have time oh, I love yeah. it. and they're powerful let's go there and i think they're promises that are true for us as well they're in the scriptures these are god's promises 
to all of us yeah. who are willing to take, to be still. So you want to go there now? Okay, sure. Can we? Yeah. So we're just on bated breath here. I Here's can't. the I first thing that happens. This is chapter 10 now. And this is in verse six. He was turned into another man. Oh, I love that. I, I don't Changed. know about you, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want to stay this person or the person that I was. I, I want to progress. I want to get better. I want to feel like I can change, like you said. Well, I'm thinking about that too when we're having moments maybe with parenting or in our marriage, when maybe we've had a moment in our day when we're not our best selves, when we're frustrated, when we're rushed, when we're just not doing the things you know that we know we need to be doing. I love that, to stop, to be still, and take the opportunity to change right there in the moment whenever you feel the need. And it's doable. It is. It's doable. When you think of it that way, it feels like a little nugget of doability. Yeah. You know, it it may not feel doable to wake up a half an hour early and, you know, yet in this phase of life or whatever, but that's so doable. And I've, I've put that to practice. The example you gave is actually something I have put into very practical real life practice. I literally have gotten in my car mm-hmm. and started it because we live in Arizona. I need the, the air, air conditioning, conditioning immediately. <laughs> but then I, before I pull out of my parking spot or my garage, I will just sit. This isn't every day. I don't do this every day. This is not my pattern of stillness, but I will take opportunities when it feels right to just be still. I might offer a quiet prayer or I might just stand still mean sit in my car and just be quiet for a moment and let whatever feelings are at the surface come up so I can just feel it. And, and that's it. That's all it is just for a moment could take a minute or two and then I'm off to go. And then we don't even realize it, but it's in those moments that God's working with us and and changing us yeah, bringing Mm -hmm. us to our full potential. So here's the second one. It says that God will be with thee. Well, I don't know about you, but I need that Uh, every day, every minute, every hour. I need him showing me what he wants me to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Not that we're not capable of figuring out and understanding what our gifts are and letting that guide our lives, but I feel so much better with an affirmation that that's exactly what he wants me to be doing. That you are where he needs you to be. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. The third promise is that he'll show us what we should do. And that really ties into the second one as well. Mm -hmm. He's going to be with us. Mm -hmm. He's going to show us. I don't know about you, but you might have a relationship you need help with. You might have finances you need to figure out. You might have a problem that needs to be solved, a a job or a career decision or a school decision or something with your children. Any decision. Any decision. The Lord cares so deeply Mm -hmm. about every detail. Small, the small minutia, like Mm -hmm. it's so important to him. Mm -hmm. And he's going to show us what to do. And the fourth promise. And remember you guys, these are promises to us. If we will find moments of stillness, the fourth one is that God will give us another heart. So if our heart feels bitter or sorrowful or unforgiving or mm-hmm. broken broken or aching, we can have a new one. He can mend it. He can fix it. You know, we were part of the evacuation. There were fires here right in mm. our little town in Scary. September. Oh. And for nine days, we were evacuated out of our home. And when we came back in, I looked at the mountain. It's the beautiful fall colors, right? Mm-hmm. It's right yeah. at the peak of everything. And they were still there. So much of the mountain had been burned and it was charred and black. Yeah. But so many of those beautiful colors were there. And it reminded me that God heals. He knows how to help us grow. He knows how to help us change. When I look at that mountain, I don't see the black. Mm-hmm. I see the beauty that's yeah. there. And that's what he does with us in, in those moments. And that's changing your heart. 
mm-hmm. is putting on a different pair of lenses. I love that. So from a practical standpoint, you gave a couple of examples, but I'm super curious to know, Hillary, you right now in this moment, this stage of life, what does stillness look like for you kind of recently or currently in terms of, um, is there a pattern that you've established or is it just every day is a little different and what is it without being too personal, of course, but what does that look like on a very practical level for you? For me, it is the morning hours, which I know don't appeal to, to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love to get up an hour before anyone else does and just have that time to myself. Does it happen every morning? No. And I don't, I'm not sad about it and I don't beat myself up if I don't get up that morning and have that quiet time. But that is my number one go-to. That's my number one favorite. And I'll just, um, sit on the couch. I'll get a big glass of water and start drinking water and just getting my mind going. It for sure begins with a prayer. I've also learned that for me, it's, I used to ask God on my knees every morning, what do you need me to do? And here are the things I'm worried about. And I need advice about this. And then before I would ever give him a chance to say anything, I would just pop up off my knees and start my day. Mm -hmm. So now it's, it's staying there for a minute and listening. And what it sounds like most mornings is this Hillary. He calls me by name all the time. I know he knows my name. Mm -hmm. And for all of those listeners out there, I know that he knows your name. And then a lot of times he'll tell me that he loves me. I love hearing that. If it's been a while since you've heard that, stay on your knees a little bit, give him an opportunity to share. And then he'll tell me maybe something I should do that day. It is never a long list. It's maybe one thing that I could be aware of. Yeah. And when I follow, it's good. And I see the the fruits of it. But sometimes I don't. Sometimes I miss it. Some days my days are too busy and I just forget about that mm-hmm. small nudge that he gave me in the morning. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you guys... I say the prayer and he doesn't say anything at all. Mm -hmm. And I listen, but I don't hear anything. And that's okay because I know that he's still working and he's still moving in my life. And then I'll open up his word and I'll read and I'll study or I'll listen to quiet music and Mm -hmm. I'll write in my journal. That's important to me. Mm -hmm. And it's not the same every day. It's just where that day needs to be. Mm -hmm. Can I offer a suggestion? It's not for you. It's for somebody who may need to hear this. As I listen to you and I think, first of all, I should start hydrating the way Hillary does in the morning. Hydration no, is I'm so important. I'm dehydrated. Mm-hmm. If I start when I have my quiet time in the morning and I'm trying to be better about that, I actually think a tall glass of water sounds like a brilliant idea. That's not where I was going with this comment, but thank I you. I second thank that you. though. You do need to no, hydrate better. I and do. <laughs> hydration If you know me well, really you know does I'm help. dehydrated. Yeah. Um, but here's, here's my thought though. I'm th- can I be can I be a listener for a moment? I feel like this is kind of what a listener is thinking. That's great, Hillary. I'm glad you think and feel that God talks to you. I don't even know what that would sound like. I don't even know what that would feel like, and um, that's not something that's a part of my life. If I pray and I hear nothing, then that's it. Here's my thought. And I mean, certainly chime in with your thought, but I feel really strongly that if you have prayed and not felt an an answer, if you've not felt or, um, um, his awareness of you, when you were saying, Hillary, he knows your name. I'm sure that we have lots of listeners who are like, are you kidding? Do you really think that? 
well, the three of us sitting here today do. We do feel and know this, but here, here would be my invitation. If you haven't felt that, and it's been a while since you've prayed, what if you gave it a little bit more of a chance than just the once or twice? Mm-hmm. What if you actually create, starting today, a pattern that give it a full week of every day. Try to be consistent about it. If it doesn't work for consistency, that's fine. But if it's in the stillness of the morning, if it's late at night, if it's in the middle of the day, whatever that looks like for you, what if you develop a pattern and give him a chance and show him, God, that you are really desirous that you do feel him? And what if you develop that pattern and stay on your knees, Hillary? I love that you said that. Stay. Mm-hmm. And if you can't physically kneel, just remember right. that that's not what this is about. It's staying in the quiet and the stillness of being prayerful and mindful. And the key, I think, to praying is listening and just be still and listen, but do it every day for about a week. I'm making up the week. I mean, it doesn't have to be seven days, but give it a chance. Give it time. Show him that you want that and you're desirous of that and then see what happens. And you may hear it this in the way that I was describing, but you might hear it or see it in a completely Mm -hmm. different way because God speaks to us all so differently. And even though I grew up learning how to pray and praying, it wasn't until... That experience, like learning to stay on my knees, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. didn't happen until I was in my 40s. So I grew up praying and listening and learning, but I didn't really learn how God spoke to me until I took time to stay and to begin. And at first you think, is this my own voice in my head Mm -hmm. or is this really how he sounds to me? And the more you trust you, the more you learn how he speaks to you and, and to be truthful, um, it was that journey began because one of my daughters told me that I wasn't a good listener. Oh, I wasn't wow. listening to her. Wow. And so I was she just so I know, was she little or was she, she was teenager? about 11 years okay. old. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was a really important time in her life. Yeah. yeah. And mom, you're not listening to me. And mm-hmm. I was, I was being too busy and, I, and my life was too loud. And then I, I tried to analyze being better at listening to her, but I also tried to take a look at where else wasn't I listening. Mm -hmm. And that's why the listening became important to me in those, in those prayers. Um, and in those morning hours, because I knew I wasn't a good listener and I wanted to be better at it. But I'm really glad that you made the invitation to give it a try and to also just accept the way that God finds you and Mm -hmm. speaks to you. Cause it won't be the same way that he finds me. And the time that it takes. Some people will feel that quicker, mm-hmm. and some people need to give it a little bit more time. Right. Well, It'll take like into your 40s. Like, it <laughs> yeah, me. Sure. like, why did it have to take so long? I know he hears me. I wrote the song when I was 19. <laughs> yeah. Were you 19? Right? Oh. So, Gosh. Um, it just takes time yeah. and patience and trust. And it takes practice. Practice. It does take practice. That's and the pattern. one thing that really yeah. helps me, and I pray, leave the time for me when I'm feeling, sometimes it's very hard for me to quiet my mind enough mm-hmm. to really focus and to be able point. to hear. If I sit there with a, a journal and a pen, something always comes. Mm. And so take that journal and pen. If you're having a mm-hmm. too busy mind, like I have had sit there and write anything that pops into your mind. That's a good idea. Just write it down Yeah, and just keep that journal. And maybe at the end of seven days, read back mm-hmm. what you've written or write down. If you're not going to be writing down daily, just write down different things that you have felt throughout the week. But it does. It takes practice to know how God speaks to you 
and then being able to recognize it. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And I feel like there's so many good things that can come from stillness and helping oh, us goodness, be the yeah. best version of ourselves. Yeah. And and one of them hopefully is for anyone who is a, a religious or connected to God, that they will feel him working in their lives. And then we other thing we can gain from stillness is to know where we even want our lives to go totally, and what we want to be doing. Those are just two really phenomenal things that can come from the quiet and the pause. Really big picture stuff, not just in that moment and in that day, but really big picture stuff, direction oriented Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Um, so with your, you mentioned your daughter, I, I, she, the reason I asked about her age is because I have a little guy who, he's 10 right now, crew, and um, his love language is attention and time, and you mm-hmm. know, which I love so much because that is not necessarily the same love language <laughs> as my others. And so he's my, you know, oh, just we want to spend all the time together, but he's really good at articulating when I am not paying attention. And when he doesn't feel like I'm his number one mm-hmm. and it isn't selfish, it is honest. And he knows, he knows that, that my husband and my children, he knows that family is number one to me. But when I'm behaving in a way, whether the screen from the phone is near my face or I'm just not looking at him in the eyes when he's talking, I, I really feel as we're talking and as you share the example with your 11 year old who was able to articulate that to you that the more I implement that pattern of stillness, the more connected I will be to exactly what I need to be, which is a, going back to what you said, a better listener, not to just what God needs me to feel in here, but to what my family, the most important people in the world to me, what they need to get from me. Mm -hmm. That's a very significant life-changing shift that I feel right now as we're talking about this. So on that note of family, because you clearly have had stillness as a pattern and as a theme in your life, um, what are you doing to help your family in their own um, stillness habit-forming life? Well, I would love to share with you a time when my husband and I were just too, too busy. And it caught up with us. And when you were talking earlier about having an awesome marriage, but good marriages also involve Mm -hmm. struggle Mm -hmm. and working at it. And Mm -hmm. we have an amazing marriage, but it's not without its moments where we have to figure things out. And I had two young kids and he had just bought a new company. So he was in the thick of that. He had other obligations um, through community service and through his uh, com- service in church. Mm-hmm. And he was stretched very thin. And I had these two little toddlers, yeah. and I needed adult interaction. I needed my <laughs> husband. I needed to yeah. have him come home and talk to me and, and just sit together. And he was going every direction but mine. Mm. And the more I said, I need you, the more he was like, I have nothing to give you. You know mm, that yeah. like terrible mm-hmm. cycle and circle. And I remember a day where he just, he walked out the door. He's like, I'm going for a drive. And I just thought, okay, perfect. I'm here with my toddlers again right? with no one to talk to. While you take a drive. Yeah, and why don't I just crumble up into a ball? But instead I made a call to a friend who I knew was seeing a marriage counselor. Mm -hmm. And I said, I might need you to connect me with her, Mm -hmm. which she did. And 
she gave us the most powerful advice that we still use. And it's so fascinating how stillness is connected with it. She said, at the beginning of the day, when you first wake up, spend four minutes together. That was doable. I can't say that in that stage, I couldn't have said to my husband, mm-hmm. she said, spend 20 minutes. He, yeah. he would have been like, I don't have 20 minutes, you know, right. but four, mm-hmm. you can make time for four. Mm-hmm. And then if when, you can't make time for four, then you really do. Something is, something needs to go. Something <laughs> is not right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was feeling like I didn't even get four minutes. Right. Right. So, and then she said at the end of the day, or when he walks in the door from work, spend four minutes again, again, together. Mm -hmm. And she said, you can have it look however you want. You can sit on the couch together and hold hands. You can talk, you can not talk, you can cuddle, you can not cuddle. Mm -hmm. You get to set those rules. I just want you to do four minutes at the beginning and at the end. Changed everything. I know it sounds like it shouldn't, right? But it did. Because all of a sudden I was connecting with him in that, that stillness. And at first we really didn't have much to say. It was just more like, right. I'm still kind of mad at you. Right. And I'm still, yeah, yeah but we'll, we'll do it. We'll walk through. And then now this is, I, you know, 12 years later, maybe 15 years later, I can't mm-hmm. remember. If I say to him, hey, do you want to spend four minutes together? It's an instant mm-hmm. sign. It's an indicator <gasps> for him. He knows. Exactly. Wow. Like he just knows we need to connect. Right. And so in in our marriage, that four minutes has been really powerful. And if we say it and the children hear it, mm. they just know to evacuate the area. Oh my gosh, I <laughs> yeah. love this. And they just know. Oh, I'm totally implementing this for sure. So that is, that's what we're talking about with stillness. Yeah. Not overwhelming stillness. Mm-hmm. Not write it on your planner stillness. Mm-hmm. Not need to pay money or do anything different in your life stillness. It's just four minutes. So that's what helped in our marriage turned everything around and Mm -hmm. it's still a tool that we use yeah but what about four minutes for you what about four minutes in your own life you don't have to feel guilty about that no you don't have to feel like at the end of the day you couldn't take four minutes Mm -hmm. so okay I've got a couple questions because I'm doing this oh for (laughs) sure we're doing this this is great (laughs) I'm doing this and um I'm asking a couple of questions that that I know some of our listeners are wondering too. So this is not, I, this isn't like personal to me. Only. It's okay. You don't have to pretend it's for I'm the listener. I'm asking for a friend. Back. Okay. <laughs> asking for a friend. It's okay. Go ahead. I'm asking for my friend across the table right now. She's <laughs> wondering. Um, first of all, my first thought was, how am I going to make that happen? Because we wake up at different times. I, you don't need to answer that. I, we will make it happen. Like if it's really mm-hmm. important. I had to wake up at the time, his 5.30 time, and, yeah. then, and then go back to that's sleep. What, and that's what, it. And it stunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to get up at 5.30. I wasn't a morning person then. Sure. I had toddlers. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I'm barely getting through on the hours <laughs> yes. I can get through uh-huh. on. But right. I, I did it because I'm like, oh, I can get up for four minutes and then go back to sleep. Yeah. And so that's what we did. We just laid there mm-hmm. in bed and I was just like, okay, have a really good day. And yeah. that's all it was. Yeah. And that kind of leads me to the other question I'm thinking is, I would love I would love a painted picture of like a little bit more of what that might look like. For example, was it ever or is it ever that you're brushing your teeth in the bathroom? Because in my mind, it's not that. It's not that you're getting ready and those are your those are not your four precious moments together. Because I, I think we can all say that we spend time with our spouse. If we're in a marriage, like the time comes, but I think yeah. it, it sounds to me that the four minutes need to be really intentional and different than what our typical time together is. Becky and I have similar situations where 
we don't see our husbands for most of the day because of work and kids mm-hmm. and you know whatever but we're in communication with our husbands throughout the day we're texting quick call here and there or whatever but um it would you agree that that's kind of the point of it is that those four minutes are different special intentional like what what is the difference. Yeah, you absolutely described it perfectly. And okay. I know everybody will determine their own. Sure. Right. But for us, it was shut the bedroom door, mm-hmm. sit on the couch together, no kids around, mm-hmm. uh, sitting right next to each other, um, holding hands. Sometimes we talk, sometimes we just sit. It's just depending on what the need is. And sometimes those four minutes, you know, you get started on a fun conversation and it turns into 15. And of course. You, the kids come in and you're like, we're still doing four minutes. It's been, you know, it's <laughs> get been out. 30. For the love. Yeah. Four yeah. is 40. No one's counting. Yeah. Get out now. Evacuate. Yes. So I love it, that. You are absolutely right. It is, it is different. It's intentionally different. I, I think. That. I think the point of that four minutes, so if I'm understanding, and we had talked about this in our marriage episode, is oftentimes I think – as married couples, we get on those paths of the parallel lives, right? Yes. We have respect for each other. We have love for each other, but we are on parallel paths. And it's taking that turn and just intersecting for a minute, mm-hmm. right? Just taking that turn. And a few years ago, Taylor and I, because uh, he is a very early morning person, and oftentimes he would be gone for work before I would even wake up. Because he really, he loves to get at the office before anyone else is there. So he's oh, not disturbed and he likes to get stuff done. And... um we had to make a shift because I felt like there were days where I wasn't really connecting with him. And so we sat down and talked about it and he actually altered his work schedule. I got up, you know, earlier and, and he went to work a little bit later. So now he's home for, I mean, it's just 20 minutes. He's home for that first 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel like then I've gone the entire day without seeing him. Like I've had that interaction as where before it was five o'clock till I would even see him. Mm-hmm. And so that I really, it helped me to feel that I just wasn't alone, that it wasn't just me right. doing the, the kid thing. And sometimes he would come in the picture. Like it really helps to establish that, that we're a family. We're in this together. We're partners. And that, that relationship should trump every other the relationship with your children, the relationship with your work, that it's the no number matter one how worthy your work is, you know, mm-hmm. like it's the number one. So, so let's shift from marriage to the kids. Thank you so much for sharing that, by the way. I, I'm now very, very thirsty, literally. <laughs> and um, I'm very, very thirsty to hear what you would say um, about the kids. And I want to share something quickly with you that um, maybe you can touch on since, you know, we're sitting in therapy now and you are my therapist. <laughs> um, my teenage son, Porter, um, has had a, a bit of a hard time falling asleep lately. And we were talking about, it. I want to make sure he doesn't have a sleep disorder, of course. So mm-hmm. I'm asking some, some questions and whatever. And I said, you know, um, not in a critical sense at all. Cause he, he, we have a great relationship. And I said, but you know, you're, you've got, you've got noise all day. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes to an early morning gospel centered scripture based class every morning before school. How incredible yeah. is that? It's a great thing, right? Oh, but it's feeling, so it's also, a, it's another thing in his time. And what, a, I mean, really, truly what a better way for teenagers to start their day. Mm-hmm. But having said that, he's up at the crack of dawn to get ready. He, he enjoys watching his favorite YouTube channel while he's getting ready. Mm-hmm. He goes to this early morning class. Then he goes to school. Then he's, you know, the first thing he loves to do at getting in my car after school, because he's not yet licensed to drive, is um, even before we chat, he's got to text the friends mm-hmm. he just saw at school, you know, because that's right. like a thing. And maybe scroll Instagram or whatever. But he, he has this going, this rhythm and this pattern. And then, and then it's sports. And then it's more friend, friend connection through the phone. Mm-hmm. Or it, But it's 
thing after thing after thing after thing after thing, and there's noise and noise and noise. So I said, you know, what if you experimented with not filling every moment with something? Noise is the word that we use. I mm-hmm. think that you do too, Hillary, when you were saying like noise doesn't have to be audible noise. Yeah, in it's my mind, internal chatter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. It's internal chatter. And if I'm scrolling my phone and look at my inbox, that you better believe that is noise. That is the noisiest of the noises, mm-hmm. right? So I, I invited him to consider the idea of eliminating moments during the day, eliminating some noise and, and just sitting still for a moment. Um, and this conversation happened before I knew that we were going to be talking about stillness here mm-hmm. with you. And um, that's why I feel such a connection to this topic with you. But um, that is something that I'm very personally thinking about for my children. We live in an age of so much technology yeah. and it's great. And there's so many blessings that come from that, but it does add noise. There's less and less stillness. There is. And kids really cannot escape the constant interaction. Right. It's and not even if they choose, it is there. That's and right. so, man, that is a serious challenge way above the challenge mm-hmm. that we had as teenagers, it's a very which I different, still felt like that yes. was pretty challenging. Well, and the full circle of this, and then I would love for you to chime in, is when I invited him to do that, the purpose was because I felt like maybe by the time your head hits the pillow, the phone's nowhere near, and you're ready to go to sleep, your brain almost doesn't know what to do mm-hmm. with the quiet because you truly have the noise going all the time. Yeah. And again, this was a conversation in love and respect, and he knows that I'm not like, you're on your phone all the time. Right. I just thought, I just don't think that that serves any purpose. Right. doesn't do any good. And so how have you been able to work with your children um, and helping them to have a, a stillness-rooted life as well? And it's okay if they're not. By the way, I'm assuming that they are, but maybe they're not. I don't know. How are you doing that? What are you working toward there? I am probably the guilty party. Okay. So my kids will walk up to me and want to tell me something about their day. Mm-hmm. And I have had to make a conscious effort to stop texting. I'm mm-hmm. looking at my phone or I'm on my computer doing an email and they mm-hmm. walk up and want to tell me something and I'm turning my head sideways while I'm still kind of <laughs> eyeing the computer and right. typing and be like, uh-huh. oh, oh, that's funny. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, uh-huh. I've had to tell uh-huh. myself, stop it. Yeah. Look at the, put your phone down. Yeah. It will be there when you're done and look them in the eye and listen to what they're saying because I am more guilty than they are. Because if I say to them, which I just did this on Thursday or Friday of last week, do you want to just sit on the couch and cuddle for a second? And my daughter was like, oh, for sure. She was in. She wasn't too busy for the cuddle time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like I've tried to make an effort to look them in the eye, quit doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things I also, for for our family, for our kids, that's important because I think it was important to me growing up is I can't be at school all day and then come home and dive into homework. Mm-hmm. So totally. I don't mind when my kids come home and have a half hour, whatever. Agree. Just, I don't, I'm like, Hey, I don't say to them, okay, gotta get to your homework right away. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll have a snack or I'll listen while they eat something after school. Or I don't mind if they're laying on the couch, reading mm-hmm. a book or watching something for a minute because I think that's a brain break mm-hmm. they need that downtime yeah they are pretty good at self-regulating I think they have found the value of their quiet and they mm-hmm. all take quiet in different ways one yeah. of my daughters is a bookworm one is a watercolor painter mm-hmm. one loves to run that's her downtime that's mm-hmm. her stillness yeah. yeah that is her stillness 
pounding the pavement. So I just think the ability to find their own and for me to accept what theirs looks like Mm -hmm. and to be perfectly okay with that. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. You know what I think our role is as mothers um, is to help our kids identify what that looks like for them. I don't think that we should assume that our kids are like, oh, you know what my my stillness Mm -hmm. language is? You know what makes me feel peace when I go for a run? I don't know if they all know how to totally identify what that looks like for mm-hmm. them. So what if we can take a more proactive role and and take notice and talk with them and have that conversation about and keep it super positive in a, in a sense of, you know what, sweetie, I have noticed that when you fill in the blank, when you do that, that you seem like you're filled with more peace yeah, you feel, mm-hmm. and you it's seem happier. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things we do, and this is where we're, your, your listeners are going to think I'm off my rocker, but <laughs> oh, sister, bring my, it. Okay. <laughs> it will make us look better. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm so happy that I could come on to do that for you. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, my two, well, all my kids love this. And in fact, I will even do this with my husband. Sometimes we call it a session. Okay. And they come into my room by themselves mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually it's just one-on-one and they'll just sit on my bed and I will, um, they'll just maybe lay down and I'll rub their back or their head or their mm-hmm. shoulders or it'll be just a soft meditative sort of touch and I will walk them through um, what like a meditation in my own opinion right. looks <laughs> like. And I will just say, um, you know, just take three deep breaths and mm-hmm. then we'll... Just you're going to let everything go from the day. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, and at this point, you're going to think of a word that's uplifting to you. And you're just going to focus on that word as we think through it. It's different oh every time. That's but it's so really, cool. I make it that's up awesome. as I go. But I'm telling you, the kids love it. Because when they get too stressed out or mm-hmm. too far into what they are doing, they just love to come in and have a session. Mm-hmm. But of course, who doesn't want their back rubbed mm-hmm. right. or their head massaged or something? Well, touch isn't everybody's say, love language, but you wouldn't believe that because it's hello. Oh, right. right. I mean, but I, love but I, have, yes, I, I have two kids that touches their love language and I scratch their backs on the daily. Mm-hmm. And I have one who, if I even hint that I might want to touch her shoulder, mm-hmm. there, I give it away, Claire. Love you. <laughs> she, it's, it's just, she can't, it's, oh, it's a sensory so thing. It's a, spa- it's a spatial thing. It's yeah. a, don't come into my space. It's not, it's not mean spirited. It's not, no. she just doesn't like touch. That is yeah. Do you guys know that even space? scientifically though, there is, um, there is a sensory component with touch that can help to organize your thoughts. Ooh, did you know really? this? No, yeah, I did one of the things. A whole new episode it's one topic? of the things, and probably when we do our ADHD sensory yes. episode, we will touch on this. But there actually Spoiler is alert. different there. practices, really, with touch. Mm. The kind of touch you're talking about that really help to quiet your mind, um, and it has to do with bilateral stimulation on the planes of your body. So scratching a back or um, something like that actually really can help to That's incredible. give your brain that break it needs. I have a question mm-hmm. before we leave this, this, what you brought up, do your kids have to behave in like a stressed out way for you to go, okay, we need a session. Or is this something that you just kind of do when you feel impressed to bring one child in at a or time? Or when they ask. Yeah. Like is what, do, what does yeah. that look like? Yes, yes. And yes. Oh yeah. So All sometimes, of the above. Perfect. Yeah, sometimes I'll notice, sometimes they'll yeah. ask. And this is not weekly you know right. what I'm saying? Right. once a month or when I know they need visualization to get through yeah. their tennis match or mm-hmm. I'll walk them through a visualization or mm-hmm. and part of it stems wow. from one of my daughters did see a therapist 
And she walked us through visualization. Mm-hmm. So I'm carrying on what she taught us in, um, in those counseling sessions. Are it's you great. able bringing it home? Can you give us a high level one minute description of what you mean by visual visualization? Because okay. I don't know that everybody's going to totally okay, right. get sure. that. And and this is just ours, right? So this isn't like everybody's. Sure. But it would be um, something like visualizing walking to your favorite location, and mm-hmm. you get to pick what it looks like. And you sit down, and is there is the ocean in front of you? Are you on a park bench? What's the weather like? What does it smell like? Is there mm-hmm. a breeze? So you're picturing your location, and then you can stay there for a while um, just silently. Other visualizations will be like my one daughter, she plays tennis. Well, actually, two daughters play tennis, but the one um, most recently, uh, visualizations of what the match looks like, um, what, how did it turn out? What is her swing like? What do you feel like right now? Do you mm-hmm. feel like you can be brave on the court? Do you feel powerful out there? Mm. Um, so there are those kinds of visualizations as well mm-hmm. where we walk through the practice. So she's seeing it in her mind first. She's yeah. beginning with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Thanks for explaining that. I think that's, that's. I didn't do a very good job. Yes, you but did. I think you did. Oh, yes, you did. Um, I yeah. We can't really not talk about music. Music. I really would like to we, talk before about we music. tie a bow on I this know. whole conversation of stillness. So, music has obviously played a seriously significant role in my life, um, and especially music is a tool for me that almost automatically can help me to get mm-hmm. into that stillness mindset. In fact, this morning, um, we're right now in Utah and mm-hmm. Becky and I were able to go down, um, to temple square and to see a presentation of music and the spoken word and what music and the spoken word is. It is, it's the tabernacle choir and they perform music and there is a very short but succinct inspirational message, um, kind of that they put to music Mm -hmm. and it's great. It's a live broadcast. So you literally have to be still and the longest running broadcast. Yes. You told me that. And I did not know that prior to the broadcast. Hillary, I'm sure, you know, I didn't know that that. it's been going strong for 90 years, 90 years, the only history of television in the history of the world of any broadcasting of any kind. It's amazing. Isn't that incredible? Incredible. And you can't go see, the Tabernacle Choir, um, without feeling some serious feels. But part of why you can feel it is because you can't use your phone. You can't, you know, I was in there today, um, and as my mind is going a million miles an hour, like it always does, I was able to sit down, put everything away. I had that empty notebook, like I talked about before, and it was, what, 28 minutes long, I think, Mm -hmm. is the total of the Mm -hmm. broadcast. And I was able to just just take it in. Just sit there and take it in. You guys know she and, doesn't cry. Oh, I'm not. And I'm she, a cold-hearted snake. You yes, all know is. this. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, was, you felt it and was I beautiful. felt things that brought um, tears to the surface for sure in the most mm-hmm. beautiful way. And it was peace. And that was a version of stillness. And that was the best way that Becky and I could have started this, this yes. day, right? Um, music obviously means so much to you, Hillary. And um, and there's there is... I, I think that there's a reason why you have felt very directed to take something personal in your life, like stillness, something such as stillness, and pull it into the 
I don't, I don't, I almost don't even want to say the work that you do. Cause your work for us isn't, mm-hmm. it's not work. It's, it is your work, but it's, yeah. it is it's you. your mission. Really? It, it is, is part what of it your is. mission. And it's part of how, you know, you're supposed to be using your God given talents, right? Mm-hmm. Why and how have you decided to bring stillness into that? I'm really excited to talk to you about this. It's a, it's a brand new way, mm-hmm. a really a groundbreaking way for us to experience music and to have an excuse to slow down and push pause for just a moment. So it's called Live All In, and it's a monthly musical toolkit, as mm-hmm. you said, for helping us fully embrace life. And the way that it works is instead of you picking up a CD, picking up a CD, throwing it in your car, maybe getting through to song six mm-hmm. yeah. and not really ever hearing the back end and you're listening to it while your kids are screaming and the goldfish are mm-hmm. flying everywhere. <laughs> this is a chance for women and men to receive a song one at a time. So on the first of every month, starting in January of 2019, the women who participate, the, why do I keep saying the women? The you know people. Yeah. I'm the having people, my kids participate people, too. For sure. I know some yeah. kids. But don't feel bad when very... you say that because Becky and I know that when we know that most of our listeners are women, not because this is a women show, you know, women right. show, but we, we just know, and you know that most of mm-hmm. your listening audience are it's also true. women. So it's, it's okay. We all know that all, okay. all everybody's invited. included. All, all included. human it's beings. Great. Yeah. Okay. So carry on. <laughs> so you'll receive a, an invitation to access a brand new Hillary Week song, which we have already recorded all of them for the whole coming year. Ugh. And let me tell you, can I just say they're amazing? I don't know Please. if a songwriter is oh. allowed to say that. You are absolutely <laughs> allowed to say that. Songs, but these songs are powerful. Mm. And we need these because we are powerful women mm-hmm. doing amazing things. And by we, I mean all of us listening to this. Mm-hmm. And we need reminders that what we are doing matters. So the mm-hmm. song will show up, the instrumental track, which a lot of people love to do karaoke. Yeah. Or they love to perform the song themselves. So mm-hmm. they are getting that right away. A lot of people love to play the piano. <laughs> I just had a really intense visualization of me performing oh my God. these songs. That's oh. exciting. I would love that. I can visualize me listening to you. To you performing. It's going to be great. I'm so, so, so excited and for this. there's more. There's the sheet music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's the lyrics beautifully uh-huh. designed. So you can listen to the song and read through the lyrics. And then you can place them somewhere in your home. Yeah. That you'd love to look at them because they're so beautifully designed. Also, a printable of well, like one of the favorite lines from that yeah, song. Right. And here's one of my, and p- plus tons of other goodies, but here's something else that you'll get every month. Mm-hmm. We're calling it a song study. Okay. So now you're listening to the song and you're going to sit down with it. And this is an excuse. If somebody doesn't know where to start to find stillness, yeah. we're just going to give it you, you It's an just example. a roadmap. It's yeah. just a little learning tool. Yep. I Take love that. 15 minutes and the song study will walk you through that principle of the song. What am I talking about in that song? You know, what is it, what am I singing about? And mm-hmm. what does that mean to you? And how can you bring that principle yeah. into your life? Um, for instance, I don't want to give away too much, but January's song, uh-huh. I haven't said this out loud yet to <gasps> anybody. So you're listening oh, to hear 
that song, I chose it for a specific reason. It's mm-hmm. called Be Where You Are. Oh, mm-hmm. heavens. And January, I want to remind everybody right off the bat in 2019, be present. Don't be in the past. Don't be in the future. Don't mm-hmm. wish it away. No matter what it is, good or bad, even though bad is hard to not want to wish away. Right. Be there and be present. So I'll walk you through the song study of that principle. How will you be present? I'll ask you questions that you can write down and ponder. There, there will be fantastic quotes and designs. Mm-hmm. And these aren't just one pagers. These are several pages and you can print them. You could even hole punch them and put them in a three ring binder. Oh, and by the idea. end that of the a, year, that's like a ready-made journal. It's it a is. ready-made oh, journal. I love that. So we're going to give you an excuse and the tools to find stillness every month on the first of each month. So then you can automatically be proud of yourself that that month, you took 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's the first of each month. That's the spring of the day. It That's is. the spring of the spring month. Spring of the month. I love it. And you are setting yourself up for greatness right off the bat you in are. that month. Oh and then gosh. you have the reminders, the lyrics, mm-hmm. the printable, the song to listen to all month to remind you of that principle. And we'll build on it. You know, just every month it's yeah. a different uh, idea or, or truth that we're bringing. Some are very thought-provoking. Provoke- Provoking. provoking. Thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought you were going to say provocative. I was no, like, thank you for saving Ooh. me from that. Yeah. Thought provoking songs. Uh-huh. Some of them are super upbeat and you just can't yeah. even help but get out of your chair. And oh, dance to it, I so. love it. I am so excited for this service for myself since I already know that music is, yes. is one of those tools for me with stillness that is very impactful. But I feel like all that you've described, I am so excited to have my children participate in this That's because awesome. it's going to be helping them to learn a habit of stillness, right? Mm-hmm. This is a roadmap. This makes it easy. And I'm so excited, especially for my teenage kiddos to really give them this tool to be able to springboard them in, into de- developing this habit that we have talked about. That's so crucial. I already feel like without even having a hint of the sound of any one of these songs that this is brilliant. Mm-hmm. This is genius. I know this is different. This is completely different. And Becky, you you took the word right out of my mouth. Did I steal it from you? Listen, stop your stealing. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's It's all those things, but this is, and no doubt of my mind is this inspired. Mm -hmm. That you are evidence of exactly what each of us should be doing. Most people listening, myself included, my talent isn't singing or songwriting, Mm -hmm. but it makes me feel even more inspired to tap into what talents I may have that I'm already aware of or figure out the talents that I'm not yet aware of and develop those and self-encourage and, and do something with those. And I think the key is going to be intentional stillness. And you are literally, it's like you're handing it to people to me, to Becky, mm-hmm. to all of us who, who with a little bit of handholding through what stillness can look like, with a little bit of encouragement, and then of course the music. Oh mm. my gosh! And have you ever met oh. a Hillary Week song you didn't just absolutely love? Because I sure haven't in my entire mm-hmm. life. And there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. No, they no just I just know you. because you wrote it, we're gonna love it. Oh, absolutely, no question. So, I'm so excited for you. And I should mention, you said at the beginning your listeners will get. 15% off if they use the code yes, Becky15. Becky 15. That's right. Mm-hmm. But you know what else they will get? Tell me. What? Right off the bat, the second they purchase, they don't even have to wait till January 1st okay. when all these songs. What is it? Yeah. 
a brand new Christmas song with oh, all no. of those goodies. All of them. The on song the way, study. The, <laughs> on the way to your house. Okay, of course, we are listening <laughs> to Hillary Weeks and singing. How do you and not? And then there is one um, Hillary Weeks Christmas song mm-hmm. that is a deep part of our family tradition, the song Christmas Time. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't listened, we're going to go ahead and link that in the show notes yes, so you can listen. I think we listened to it once and then we're like, we need to do that one again. <laughs> I think we listened to it three or four times. It's possible. Directly in a row. I didn't because want to admit it's just, it, but so, oh. I mean, there are some. Oh, I can't. I, week guys, songs you need I'm going to be downloading tonight. Uh, I have to tell you because I'm I am so, so excited, excited about that. Well, in uh, Christmas, you mix Hillary Week with Christmas. Christmas. I mean, uh, you just that's that is pure magic. Mm-hmm. Thank Wouldn't you. Wouldn't that be a beautiful gift to give to someone? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Stillness. That yeah. is, you know, that's what? a gift that keeps on giving. That uh, is for real. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. It is okay, the gift that keeps on giving. I'm just saying it might be my gift to you. I just wanted to spoil that right now. <laughs> oh, yay. No, that's incredible. Or you know what? Maybe it'll be the gift to yourself. Maybe it'll be the gift to your we kids. We all need this. This is a gift and that I needs just to be shared. And I just want to add to this celebration of this gift. Tell us. It had to be reasonable for people to purchase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stillness couldn't be expensive. Yeah. This is the same price as like two Diet Cokes. Stop. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then, Everybody can do this. Yeah. yeah. Then how could you not? Yeah. So on top of the affordability of it, please remember everybody that in order to save an, like an additional 15% off of something that is truly the gift that keeps on giving, where you go is liveallintoday.com and you enter Becky15 at checkout. That's where you save your 15%. And as Becky mentioned a a moment ago, we have things that we're going to include in the show notes, including Mm -hmm. links to, what do you think, Hillary, like YouTube video versions of some of these songs that have come up or something like that, like something where people who haven't heard that song, they can find it because you've created music videos Mm -hmm, that are beautiful. Well, I think we should link to the three video series that's on yes. stillness as well, yes. mm-hmm. no so doubt that they about have it. some of this in a little bit more detail. Well, mm-hmm. and, and we've seen those, and they definitely describe what you're gonna, going yes. to experience. Mm-hmm. And yeah. certainly, if we didn't already, beautiful heartbreak. Uh huh. The beautiful right? heartbreak that you were video. talking about at the beginning. That just. Yes. And then I think yeah. there's also yeah. a video. Another one of my favorite Hillary Weeks is the song "I Will." Oh. And there is a video. That's more recent, that, isn't oh, it? Is there a video for that? If it is, it I didn't. I don't. Think, oh. I don't think it oh, was maybe. me. It's not a video. But a lot of people love it. Oh, the oh, 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 okay. So you well, know they, they'll mm-hmm. yeah. hear it and connect and okay. Yeah, we'll figure Make it all out. out. At the yeah. end of the we're day, we're going to give you every last link you could ever <laughs> want and dream for. Go to the show notes. Yes. And if you're not familiar with the show notes, make sure that you know where to find them on yes. BeckyHiggins.com. You go to the blog. The blog is where we have all of the show notes linked, as well as if you just go to BeckyHiggins.com forward slash podcast that is where we have all of the links as well so mm-hmm. um and man. we'll be sharing them on social media when you have a gift like this you just want to share it and i yeah. am going to be sharing this so you'll be able to check on our social media at cultivate a good life and we are going to be sharing this in a big way and speaking of sharing thank you hillary for sharing a piece of your heart not just your talent but you sat down with us for this time today yeah. and you make us feel like we want to be better people that's yes. what it feels like just being with you mm-hmm. so thank you we'll write back at you and the pleasure truly was mine thank, thank you, you so oh, much you, you guys please check out those show notes please um let us know what you think about this time that we've spent with hillary if there's mm-hmm. something specific that has been shared and even if it has been if it's not been spoken but you felt something focus on the feeling yeah. is there something that was said that just touched your heart made you feel something even if you don't can't identify what it is 
What is that something? We'd love to hear back from you. We'd love to hear your experiences with this episode. You can always send us those experiences. We would love it at mm-hmm. podcast at beckyhiggins.com. I think I'm going to go be still for a while. I know, for real. You want to do that? I think I just need um, Hillary to sing into the microphone when we get out of here. <sighs> oh, don't don't toy with me. <laughs> I know. All right, you guys, we will uh, we'll be with you. Not see you. We will be with you yes. next week. All Take right. care. Have a good day. looking at Zillow as we were driving up. So. You were not. <laughs> of course I was. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, okay. Hey, yeah. Becky, do you think we're going to be editing this? That's a big fat no. Mm-mm. Becky, do you think that um, there's anything that is missing at all from this episode? Um, your duet. Where's the duet? <laughs> I know. I'm really No, she just records the most embarrassing stuff. And at the end of every I'm not, podcast. I'm not going to get you embarrassing yourself. Just me. Just me embarrassing myself. <sighs> you know, when you ever have those moments where you're like, if there were a video camera. Like oh, perhaps every time. You're right now. Yeah. Like perhaps every single time my husband and I have visited an escape room. You want to know how your marriage is doing? Go with your husband to an escape room. Can we please do that together? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I want to see what you your know marriage what? is really we like. We went to like four and five in a row because the first one was such a horrible experience that we're like, this is a problem and we need to keep doing this until <laughs> it was like our communication counseling for an entire summer because it just, oh, yeah, if you're That's having really communications funny. issues, uh, an no, escape room too. is going to bring it right out and just show oh. you those areas you can improve. That's so. amazing.